Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this amazing healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor. I'm obsessed with all things birth, babies, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I sink deep into craniosacral therapy. Also, hit subscribe so you never miss a thing. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, and thank you for joining me for our fourth episode of our mini-series, Learning Roadmap with Beam CSC Training Center. This is Level 3 Infant Craniosacral, and this class is a virtual course. There is so much to learn here, and I've done my best to make this information accessible to folks who can't always be flying around the world in order to get this information. And they need to be able to have this information in order to be better craniosacral therapists or to practice craniosacral therapy in a way that is going to absolutely give them better results for their patients or their clients. So usually the folks who come to this class are professionals in the postpartum industry, working with infants and postpartum people. And they usually include professionals who are speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, reflex specialists, lactation consultants, registered massage therapists, doulas, midwives, and we've even had some pediatricians who have taken these classes. They all use this information in different ways, but I love that they can add their own spin on things. So they take their previous education and they take the information that they learn in this course and they combine it to make something absolutely magical. And what I love the most about this class is that it is discussion-based when we meet in our virtual classes. And that's where we bring together folks from all over the world with all kinds of different educational backgrounds. And we have a thought partnership so we can brainstorm, we can discover new ways of treating, we can learn new ways of reading infant language, body language, all of these other things to make each and every one of our careers that much better. Even me, I learned so much from these people. And even sometimes I'll incorporate it in the next class that I teach. <laughs> I love this part of my job is getting together with like-minded folks who are on the same path, are on the same journey as I am, and how we can be the best practitioners that we can be in this healing modality. And so in this level of infant craniosacral, we're doing more advanced level assessment technique to get really good at finding out which cranial bones are maybe slightly out of place. (laughs) And that could be creating the symptoms that this baby may be experiencing. So in this episode, again, we are going to cover what you will learn in this course specifically, why that is beneficial for your career and how that's going to help you how you were going to learn this information or how it's brought to you, and then what's up after for you when you've finished level three. Okay, so for level three, what are you going to learn? Well, this is really about complex cases and how we can treat them. So I know that in my practice a few years ago, when I was working on a baby, I would do the same thing. I might work and do the same thing I did on another baby, but it didn't help them in the same way it did that other baby. And that's because this baby I was 
doing these simple techniques on, well, they had a more complex case. They had more underlying issues and they had way more things that I had to take into consideration. So are you taking everything into consideration? That might include the emotions that are within this dyad. That might be family dynamics. That might be birth trauma, but also how that's showing up in their body and the emotional experiences that that baby might be having and holding on into their body that then is showing the symptoms because of the polyvagal theory. That's their autonomic nervous system and how that is regulated within their body. So there's a lot to learn in this. So let's break this down a little bit more. One of the very common complex symptoms that I see is laryngomalacia. Yeah, say what? (laughs) You're probably wondering what that means. And that is strider. So strider is probably more of something that you've heard. And that is where you can hear the baby breathing. My daughter had strider. I had no idea what it was. And I used to say that she was singing while she was feeding. Wasn't I mistaken? She was not singing while she was feeding. No, she was having trouble breathing and her vocal cords were floppy. I mean, that does make sense when I think back on what kind of feeder she was. She was a sloppy eater. At the beginning of my career, it felt really lonely as an infant craniosacral therapist. I didn't know if I was doing it right or how I could improve. And you're probably worried that it might happen to you too. And it's holding you back from chasing your dreams. Well, here at Beam CST Training Center, with our programs, we have an online platform where you've got direct access to graduates at all levels. We don't just teach you the materials and send you on your way. No, we want you to succeed in your career and feel confident in your skill. We are here to support you and be your virtual community of infant craniosacral therapists. CST Foundations, our stepping stone course that leads you to infant craniosacral therapy, starts in January. So go to beamcst.com, that's B-E-A-M-E-S-C-S-T.com to enroll today. We limit students to 20 per class to keep your learning journey intimate. So what is Strider? What causes it? And then what can we do about it? So lots of parents are given the quote unquote, wait and see plan of care. I don't believe that that is a plan. That is not a plan of care that I really like to go by. So what can we do in the meantime to make these symptoms, which is usually strider or noisy breathing, what can we do to make them better? And what can we give parents for home care to help or improve strider quicker? It does definitely take some time. This is not a quick fix thing. I haven't come up with a method of doing any one specific thing to make it go away magically. No, this is definitely a plan of care, and we're going to do everything we can to help out these families. The next thing is retrognatia or micrognatia. That is where a baby is either born with a smaller jaw, which is micrognatia, or it is recessed, retrognatia. Okay, so depending on the case, what can we do to improve that jaw alignment? Whether it's micrognetia or retrognatia, what can we do? So I see retrognatia in my office pretty often. And I think that's because of a lot of times the position in utero, the baby's position and fetal constraint within that maternal pelvis. And when they are born, that 
mandible or the jawbone is really underdeveloped and is actually being pulled back by something. And a lot of times it's being pulled back because of the alignment within the cranium. So I want you to keep in mind, we are all connected. And just because a jaw is out of alignment, well, that doesn't mean it's the only thing that's out of alignment. A lot of times it's something else. And that jaw out of alignment is actually a symptom, not a cause for a lot of these issues that this baby's experiencing. What I have done is I've come up with a method to help improve that jaw alignment, really assess where that alignment issue is coming from or the root cause, and then what we can do to improve muscle function, alignment, positioning, and so on for that baby. So it's not in our scope to correct the actual nursing positioning when it comes to a baby who's trying to latch on to a nipple, but we can try to improve muscle function and jaw alignment for these babies. They do require a lot more care than just craniosacral. I would say that they also would benefit from speech language pathology, as well as a really great lactation consultant so that they can have a full team approach. I understand it's not always possible for people. There are financial restrictions, but if they are able to have this team approach, then those babies will definitely, definitely benefit from a team approach. Next thing up is suck function and dysfunction. So it's important for us to know what a good latch is and then what a good latch is not. (laughs) Okay, so what is a not so good latch? You will need to know the difference between them in order to be a good craniosacral therapist. Because if you look at a baby and you think, oh, well, that that latch is fine. Well, then you're not going to know that those cranial bones are actually overriding or overlapping somewhere and causing cranial nerve impingement, and then cranial nerve dysfunction to make a poor latch. So you need to be able to see what is not a good latch so that you know the areas that you need to be working on. Now, I understand that this is probably going to be elementary for some, but it's also going to be profound for others. In this level three class, we have people coming in from all kinds of professions who have been doing craniosacral therapy for a while on many babies. And so with this level three course, we're going to try our best to bring everyone up to speed. Next thing that we'll be learning is oral reflexes. And so this is testing reflexes within the mouth of an infant. Now, I will not be calling this an oral exam because I don't think that is in our scope to say that we do a full oral exam. That would be in the scope more along the lines of a speech language pathologist or an occupational therapist. And I personally would like to leave the full oral exam up to the professionals and I will do my best to have a rudimentary approach to an oral assessment. But if this is something that you've been trained in officially, well, that's amazing. You are going to have one step up when it comes to doing the cranial nerve releases. In this level, it's absolutely very anatomy dense, deep on where these cranial nerves come from, where they travel through, which bones they are associated, which reflexes they are associated with, and what symptoms are shown when there is either a hypo reflex 
or a hyper reflex associated with the nerves and the reflexes that we are testing. Again, it is definitely anatomy dense and there's a lot of information when it comes to this. But again, this will be part of a pre-recorded video. So you'll have many, many months in order to keep going back to this video, to keep learning and memorizing these reflexes for these babies. So I already said, you know, which cranial releases are we going to be doing? And so we won't be learning any new releases in this class, but we will be expanding on the ones that you learned in level two. That's the in-person training where we focus. It is a very deep dive focus on cranial bone releases. So we won't be adding new in this level three, but we will be expanding on the ones you learned in level two. And the last thing, last but absolutely not least, in fact, it's probably the one of the most major things is the polyvagal theory for dysphagia and laryngeomalacia. So we might see these symptoms as separate from one another as it stands now, but in fact, they could not be more interconnected. So what is the polyvagal theory and what does that have to do with strider and or not swallowing well? We are going to go all through that. And again, this is going to be then discussion based and we are going to learn so much together about this. So how are we going to be able to help these babies who we might see are dysregulated and what can we give to their parents for home care with out pretty much calling out the parents as the issue. Oh, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, we're not going to do that to them. Okay. We're going to give them really gentle ways of working with this baby whose nervous system is dysregulated and probably theirs is as well. So that's what's within this content. And so how is this going to benefit your career as a craniosacral therapist or as a professional who uses craniosacral therapy in your practice? Uh, what I would say is I know that you've probably been doing this for a while now and you love it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if you're coming back for more, then I know you love it. And you're seeing so many babies have wonderful improvements, except for a few of them, or maybe more than a few and you're stumped. You have no idea what to do next. And in this level three, I'm really hoping that you find the answers or at least most of your answers because there is level four and there is definitely more to know. So in your sessions, you've done what you know how to do and you're really not sure what to do next. What is happening with this baby? So I'm going to teach you more advanced level assessments, which means you'll be able to see things that other professionals would likely miss. They wouldn't even see them the way that you see them. You're going to be able to point things out. You'll be able to look at a baby, point it out and say, I know what's happening here because tick, tick, tick symptoms or tick, tick, tick experiences. That's what I really, really hope for you in this. So you're going to feel way more confident in your ability to provide relief for these struggling parents, especially in times when their healthcare providers are coming to a standstill who are like, I don't know, let's throw some medication at it. Or I don't know, let's wait and see. How about we don't wait and see? How about you now have tools in your toolbox to help out these families? And that's because you're going to know where some of these symptoms might be originating from, and you're going to be able to treat them. 
Now, this isn't the case for every baby. I know that there are genetic issues that can't be quote unquote solved with craniopsychotherapy, but I'm hoping that what you can do is give these parents something that they can use, actual techniques that they can use that they can start to feel less helpless. They can start to feel like they have a purpose and a role in their baby's healing journey. So after this course, I want you to be able to assess a baby's mouth, understand normal and abnormal function. You're going to be able to understand whether this baby needs more work or if they need to be referred out to a professional, likely an occupational therapist or a speech language pathologist. So these are feeding specialists. Okay, so if that's what you're working with and that's the issue, then you'll know, okay, this is out of my scope and I need to refer out. So with this, I really, really hope you're going to feel like you are making a real difference. You are going to feel confident. You're going to feel like you've got so many tools in your toolbox. You're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I got this. What's next? That's what I want for you. I know that you're hungry for information, just like I am. I love to know more. I am a learning junkie, and I have talked about this many, many times. I just want to learn more and more and more, and I never feel like I'm done learning. So if you think, oh, just because now I run this class and I have all of these courses that I'm done, you know, like wash my hands clean of learning anything more. Well, you are very wrong. (laughs) I'm just going to say that you're very misled because I can't stop learning and I will continue to learn for the rest of my life. Okay. So how am I going to bring this information to you? Well, this is a one month virtual course. You have pre-recorded videos, many, many hours. (laughs) I don't think it goes over 10, but you've got many hours of pre-recorded videos that you can watch throughout the whole month and with hopefully easy to follow slides and a course manual to follow along with it so that you can write in your notes and say things in your own words. That's really what I hope for you. There are two live classes. They are two hours long, and these classes are discussion-based, meaning this is where we bring in the minds of the professionals out there in this industry, and we discuss what we've experienced, how we're going to use this new information that we have, then how we are also going to use these new tools in our toolbox. So we are going to have discussions. We are going to network. We are going to collaborate, brainstorm, and come together. That is my hope and desire for you in this class, because it's not just what you can learn from me, but it's what you can learn from others that's important. So that brings us to the end of our session here. I'll do a little recap of what you will learn in this course. You're going to learn how to treat complex cases, including laryngeomalacia, retromicrognatia, suck function and dysfunction. You're going to learn oral reflex testing and then cranial releases specific to the results of your reflex testing. Then we're going to get deep into the polyvagal theory and how that presents as symptoms in babies and then what we can do to help families out with that. And then what's next after level three? Well, I think you know how to count and that's level four. (laughs) And as it is now, that is our final level. So once you've completed level three, you get to move on to level four. And after that, you have the chance to be certified. This certification is not necessary, but if you live in a state where you need a license to touch in order to do craniosacrotherapy, this would be equal to that. Okay, and so in level four, you're going to learn complex cranial base lesions. 
and then changing how that cranial base moves to improve latch because that is extremely imperative. So this is an in-person class. It's usually held in a place other than Toronto, and I like it to be a smaller group of students, so usually a max of six students. And it is a more intimate setting, almost a retreat style experience. There is a chance to do this in Mexico. We're planning a trip to Vegas for this. And so this is a, yeah, this is a little bit more fun and a more of a retreat where you can actually get away from life and do some activities in the evenings and we'll have some really nice planned meals and that type of thing. So I do that for you, but I also do that for myself. I like to do these fun things so that I will just integrate that into my teaching experience. So wonderful. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our fourth episode of our roadmap with Beam CST Training Center. I really hope you appreciated and listened all the way to the end of this episode. If you did, and if you're loving these episodes, please do share and please do send us a message. I love hearing from people. I love when people share with me how they're using this information already. We're all here to learn together. So please, please reach out, share with me on Instagram or an email. And I love to hear from you. It really helps me with putting these episodes out for you. And I do always love a review. (laughs) So share with your people and rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Have a lovely day. Thanks so much. Hey, before you go, my Craniosacral Foundation's virtual only course is open for enrollment. That's right. You can learn craniosacral from your very own home. Whether you're a health professional working in the perinatal world, a manual therapist looking to expand your current practice to include craniosacral, or helping babies and families is your passion, there's something in this course for you. You can significantly change the lives of the people in your community. And when you register, you'll have immediate access to the course materials so you can get learning right away with three three-hour live virtual classes to help guide you through the curriculum and an online community of fellow classmates and alumni, this program is here to support you every step of the way. Registration closes soon, so follow the link in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you in class. 